My friends, before I get started on the interview, I uh, just wanted you to know that many of the business owners that I have interviewed and many that I will are members of a group called the UB Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership, the University at Buffalo, CEL. And the reason why I'm sharing that with you is because it's important for you to be a part of that. If you're not, I'm so thankful that I am a uh, an adjunct professor there. And uh, the whole idea behind the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership is that it is a school for you as a business owner or high level executive to go to to help fill the gaps in your business, to help you with the struggles that you're dealing with, to prepare you for anything, including the corona crisis. This is what the UBCEL is all about. And and what, what it does is allows you to surround yourself with a mastermind of people, business owners, just like you, uh, specialists that could fill in any gap, that could help you with any problem that you have so that you realize that you're not alone. It's insurance for your business and you're gonna learn and you're gonna grow and you're gonna be prepared for situations like the corona crisis today because you're going to pivot faster you're going to you're going to make quicker decisions and you're going to be prepared for anything that comes at you that's what the UB Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership is and you need to be a part of that so in the show notes go to the link check it out there's classes for just about anything that you're dealing with and we can help you with the struggles that you're dealing with, especially today during the corona crisis. So please check it out. I want to thank Luke Salino one more time from my previous interview. And yes, we did get a lot of compliments and we did get a lot of comments wondering if we knew that we kept the two introduction bloopers in there. Uh, yes, we did. We knew that. We kept it in. I shared the bloopers with Luke and we both thought it was pretty darn funny. So we decided to keep it in and I'm glad we did because we got more compliments and comments and views than any other of the uh, uh, in interviews. So uh, Luke, thanks again for being a sport and allowing me to keep it in. And uh, thank you for this uh, really nice uh, sweatshirt, Salino plumbing and HVAC sweatshirt. I uh, thanks again for that. Next, we have Jason Barrett from Black Button Distillery. And speaking of UBCEL, he's a UBCEL graduate. And uh, this is a good example of a quick pivot, an adjustment to the business model. He is uh, a part of the company that, that uh, makes different types of alcohols like vodka. But because of the situation today, they uh, decided to start making hand sanitizer since there's such a shortage out there. So I really think you're going to enjoy this uh, interview. Have a great day and be safe. Take care. Okay. I'm here with Jason Barrett. He's the head distiller of Black Button Distilling. Jason, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Black Button Distilling and, and tell us what, what does a head distiller do? So um, normally Black Button Distilling is a 96 person manufacturer, marketer, and distributor of vodka, gin, and bourbon all made from New York farm-grown ingredients in Rochester, New York. So we've been in business about seven years. Uh, we have 96 employees across New York State. We service every liquor store from Jamestown to Montauk, um, and we work to educate the public and those stores on why our spirits made from locally grown grains, we believe are a superior product. 
Um, and so we're definitely in the premium end of that category. So uh, normally my responsibilities are leading the team, um, both on the production side and on the sales side. I'm the founder of the company, um, but a master distiller. I went through master distilling school out in Spokane, Washington, mm. seven years ago, where I learned to safely manufacture and package um, craft spirits. Excellent. Excellent. So before the toilet paper disappeared in every supermarket, the hand sanitizer disappeared. And so I'm, uh, what, what you're doing now is that you're pivoting, I suppose, and, and, and creating hand sanitizer. Kind of walk me through, how did you, how did you end up making that decision? So on Sunday of last week, the governor's office called on businesses to voluntarily close. And to protect our employees' health as well as prepare for what was looking like it would be the shelter-in-place orders that we are now under, we've started to wind down our production because our production process actually, you know, it, you can't just stop it overnight. We have fermenters with living yeast in them that takes seven to ten days uh, to go through their process. Um, and if we weren't able to get employees in, it was not clear what those, you know, and if those tanks lost cooling, it was not clear what we might come back to. Um, and so we, we used Monday so, and Tuesday to, um, to basically abruptly halt all of those fermentations, recover what alcohol we could, and start to put the plant into a shutdown mode. Um, but by Monday morning, so we also had, you know, we had to let all of our part-time folks know there wouldn't be any hours. Our tasting room was closed. Our offsite events had been canceled. Um, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of work and planning just evaporating overnight. Mm. Um, and by Monday morning, and the FDA had come out with some guidance that they were willing to, they were willing to allow for the manufacture of ethanol-based hand sanitizer. Um, and since we are experts in handling ethanol and have a facility built to handle ethanol, uh, we started researching it. We were able to acquire the other ingredients, uh, which are glycerin and hydrogen peroxide. Uh, we were able to source those locally. And by Tuesday, we had made a test batch. By Wednesday, we had made a production batch. Meanwhile, we were reaching out to hospitals and Monroe County and soon word spread that we were doing this. So people started to reach out to us. And on Thursday and Friday, we bottled 5,000 bottles of hand san ethanol-based hand sanitizer in bottles we would normally bottle gin in um, and shipped those to the community um, all in a span of five days. Wow. That's so impressive. It was a pretty busy week last week. Yeah. That's impressive. Um so as far as the way that you were selling them, it was just word of mouth and then people got to you or are you just selling it now direct to consumer? So right now we're not selling it direct to consumer because we're still struggling to meet the demand of the hospitals and those on the front lines. Mm. We partnered with the Monroe County Medical Society and created a password protected link that we, that they were able to send all of their doctor's offices, nursing homes, hospitals, um, and so we took smaller orders over the internet that way and used a courier service called Instant Express to have those delivered. 
Um, but pretty quickly we started getting emails in through our website from hospitals and the U.S. Postal Service and the fire department, the police department looking to buy pallets. And so we've pretty much set up two systems. Uh, the smaller orders, mm -hmm. we're just taking the orders over the internet through credit card and having the courier company deliver them. And then the pallet size orders, um, we're working with buyers to place purchase orders and you know, working to fill those purchase orders. Uh, over the weekend, we installed a second bottling line that we were able to purchase uh, from a, main, a local manufacturer. And uh, we were mixing batches yesterday. And by, today we'll start bottling again to the tune of about 4,000 bottles a day. And my hope is by Friday of this week, as we start to work the kinks out and optimize our process, we'll be making 10,000 bottles a day. Wow. Uh, six days a week for the duration. That's my hope anyway. Wow. And, and there's that much demand, huh? We believe that if we could fill it right now, our demand exceeds 300,000 bottles. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Um, and I guess yeah. it does make sense because there's uh, such a demand and, and you can't even find it in the stores. Uh, that, that really is yeah. incredible. So yeah. give me, give me an idea of, uh, so you, you had mentioned that you were a 96 person company and I, I'm assuming at first you were thinking, man, we're going to have to lay a whole bunch of people off or furlough them. Uh, with this, how many did you have to lay off, if any? So we haven't laid anybody off due to this. Um, two weeks ago, we did have a few people that were on performance improvement plans that we decided needed to go because we weren't going to get there, but they were already underperforming um, and were aware of that. You know, again, we have a formal performance improvement plan process. We had to furlough the other folks. Um, we, and when we furloughed them on Sunday, we probably furloughed about 85 of the 96 people. Um, and at this point we've been able to bring back about 25 and again, awesome. as production ramps up over the next few days, we're hoping to call back more of our staff. Uh, some of them are spread out across the state. You know, we have people in Albany that do liquor store tastings for us part-time. Unfortunately, you know, with those being canceled and their distance from the manufacturing plant, there probably won't be an opportunity to call them back until this, uh, you know, until this crisis has averted. Mm. Well, that's great that you're calling so many people back. That's, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, I mean, we're trying to put as many of our folks back to work because many of them, like many Americans, don't have you know, a deep safety net. Right. So every dollar that they can earn now, um, you know, hopefully is, you know, is a dollar in their pocket uh, to hopefully help them carry that much farther uh, if, we, you know, if, if the situation gets worse. Amen. Yeah, for sure. Are, are you are you making any alcohol at all right now? Um, drinkable alcohol, or is it just shut so down? We're completely? not right now. We're not producing any um, of our beverage grade alcohol. Although we luckily have about a two month supply in our warehouse, so we tend to run our um, products in campaigns where we'll make one product for six or eight weeks, and then we'll make the next one for six or eight weeks. Um, it just allows us to be more efficient with our normal ordering and everything. So we have a 5,000 square foot warehouse with many pallets of bottled product and we're still shipping to the liquor stores um, since the liquor stores are open. Um, so our sales team 
although they're now taking those orders over the phone instead of in person, mm-hmm. uh, we're still delivering our products and should be able to for the next six or eight weeks, even right. while the, the production plant just focuses on hand sanitizer. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So how, how can we support you? What if the um, just a average person wants to, to purchase, uh, can they go online and, and buy a couple bottles and pick them up? Or is that uh, not possible right now? So, so unfortunately, that's not possible at the moment for the hand sanitizer. Uh, for people in Rochester, we are doing curbside pickup of our liquor, uh, which they can purchase online and our staff would do uh, a curbside delivery. Um, mostly we're asking folks, you know, if they want to support our business uh, to go to their locally owned liquor stores and buy, you know, locally made products. There's 168 craft distillers in New York. Um, us being one of the larger ones, you know, we, we hope to see all our industry brethren on the other side of this. Um, we also do have a GoFundMe page set up um, that people could go to our website and they'd be able to find that link where they would be able to donate. And we would then take that money and be donating uh, bottles to homeless shelters and nonprofits that don't have the budget to be buying this. Um, we're doing all of this work at cost, um, but we, but since we have to pay our people, buy the ingredients, buy the bottles, and we're shooting to do 10,000 bottles a day, that would exceed our ability to donate this product, just given the sheer volume. Wow, Jason, thank you. You're making uh, you're making a difference, and I'm so glad that you've brought as many people back and. Uh, Everybody, uh, if you can support uh, Black Button Distilling. And uh, once again, Jason, thank you very much for your time and and for everything that you're doing. Um, Any final comments uh, that you want to share? Just that we're hoping this inspires folks to look at what they can do in their community, whether it's offering to buy the groceries for your elderly neighbor or calling a friend who's under quarantine and might be lonely. Uh, you know, we we know the people of Western New York are good hearted people, and we're just hoping everybody will think about what they can do uh, safely for their neighbors and their friends and their family during this crisis. Excellent, Jason. I, well, you know, once we're done with all of this, I can't wait to go back to Black Button Distilling, the, the bar you have there. It's sort of like a speakeasy feel, and um, uh, the uh, bartender there made me a uh, a bee's knees and uh, man that was the bee's knees it was delicious and i i look forward to getting back there and, and celebrating the success of post corona we look forward to having you all right jason jason barrett head distiller black button distilling thank you very much for your time i appreciate everything you're doing thank you Talk all to right you jason take care